0: Good day to you. Thank you for spending a portion of the day listening to me. December, the month Jesus' birth is celebrated, is my favorite month as it allows me to reflect on the very special redemptive provision made by Father God. Every year the reflection becomes more and more dear and the truth becomes more and more clear. Isaiah records, a child was born, a son was given. First John chapter four records, the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Father knows best. Thanks be to God, the father, for his unspeakable gift. Jesus spoke more about his intimate relationship with the father than he did about any other subject. His love and adoration for the father is crystal clear. His driving desire was to serve, please, and glorify his father. Amazingly, this is the truest picture of the kind of relationship God desires to have with us. The father's perfect provision and surest solution ensured we could have that type of relationship with him as well. In my effort to explain the wisdom of God the Father, let's travel back to the genesis of the story. God made every provision in the gloriously green garden before forming Adam. Adam had an intimate relationship with Father God. Their companionship and fellowship was unprecedented daily meetings, in the beauty and provision of all the good that God had made. Adam was living the good life. There was one commanded condition. Please, Adam, God says, freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden, but do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Good? devised by man is unacceptable to God. Doing good, being good is the manner in which many feel justified in securing a relationship with God. The Bible says every man's ways seem right in their own eyes. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end of that way is death. We all know evil uh, is opposed to everything good that God is. Eating of the fruit of that tree would result in death, not physical death, but spiritual death or separation from God. Spiritual death ultimately brings in physical death, filling the world with death. At this time, Adam had no helpmeet. No one like him to do life with. Ah, but truly the father knew best. The idea of the companionship wasn't new. God never intended for man to be alone. He placed Adam into a deep sleep. Ah, this was indeed the first anesthesia. He took a rib from Adam's side and made a woman. Hallelujah. Oh, father knew best. Hallelujah. When Adam woke up, God presented her to him performing the first wedding. Now, Adam had the companionship of God and this woman. Hallelujah. No, I am not inferring the creation of woman was an afterthought. The plan of God is never incomplete. Adam and this woman were naked, clothed only with the purity of the transfiguring light And they were not ashamed as there was nothing to be ashamed of. Ah, They were truly enjoying this good life together. The plot thickens with the entrance of the serpent. Referred to as subtle in Genesis chapter 3, which means quickness of sight or swiftness of motion. His intent was to use Eve to get to Adam. Eve's conversation with this subtle serpent, who used his ability of limited speech to level this attack, provoked the eating of the fruit of that forbidden tree. The sad reality is that if only she had eaten of it, death would not have occurred. But the Bible records she gave it unto her husband and he did eat. Even worse, the Bible records he was there all the time implying he overheard the dialogue but never intervened. He was not deceived. Immediately their eyes were opened. They knew they were naked, the consciousness of guilt as a result of their sin. They would lost the light of purity that had previously clothed them, so they covered themselves with figs tree leaves, and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. God arrived for his daily fellowship, but this time he had to look for them. He cried out, Adam, where art thou? Heartbreaking to read. God should never have to look for us. We should always be available for him. Adam said, I heard your voice and I was afraid, Uh, fear here, the voice, uh, fear, the first reaction of fallen man. Adam went on to say they were naked and they hid themselves. Yet he learned he who hides himself from God is never hidden from God. And likewise, he who runs from God uh, can never escape God. Father knows best here. God asks, who told you you were naked? Ah, Wisdom of God had to move Adam's mind from the sorrowing effects of disobedience to the sin that caused the disobedience. Sorrow alone is not repentance. Repentance is the acknowledgement of your sin and your willingness to turn from it. God's next question. Have you eaten of the tree I forbid you to eat from? Wow. That question removed any protection of ignorance and points out that sin was a direct violation of God's order. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not the cause of Adam's fall. Failure to heed and obey the word of God was the reason. Adam blamed both God and Eve. for he said, "The woman you gave me offered it to me and I ate it. Ah, but Father knew best, and so he didn't even respond to Adam's explanation. He simply turned to Eve and asked, "What have you done? She said, "The serpent beguiled me and I did eat. The wisdom of God didn't respond to Eve's explanation either. Herein lies the wisdom of God. His first response to this disobedience, his first account of judgment of sin and his promised resolution. Uh, The serpent was cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field and put upon his belly, having to eat dust all the days of his life. Enmity or animosity Between him and the woman, between his seed or mankind who follows Satan and her seed. Hallelujah. In essence, he was saying to the enemy, you used a woman to bring down the human race. And I will use a woman to bring the redeemer who will save the human race. Ah, this redeemer shall bruise your head. Ah, so here... He is speaking to the victory that was won at the cross of Calvary, and he says, you shall bruise his heel, which is a reference to the suffering that Jesus would experience on the cross. Oh, yes, Father knows best. I'm convinced that the Father's provision is always best because its foundation is love. First John 4 and 1 records, behold, behold. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Following God's way and his will is found in his word is the secret to success. Matthew 6 verses 31 through 34 record, Take no thought saying, what shall you eat or drink or even wear? Your heavenly father knows you have need of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Ah, Thank you, father. Believers don't have to sin. um, And we should not sin. But if we do sin, Owning our sin is the best way to access the advocate with the Father. For verse John chapter 2 records, my little children, I would that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. I'm so grateful on this first Tuesday in December. I love the month of December as, again, it speaks to the celebration of the birth of uh, the savior of the world, uh, truly the father, said the son. Um, how wonderful that is! For there are many thoughts, and people have many feelings surrounding their fathers. Some never experienced the love of their father, some never knew their father, some were abused both physically and mentally by their fathers, some never felt. Uh, that their father cared, but how wonderful it is to know that there is the father of us all. Hallelujah. And he gave this unspeakable gift uh, so that we would never have to feel unloved. We hope that you will continue to listen. We have a month of broadcast, our podcast this month. Father, in Jesus name, we bless you for those who are hearing. Bless them, God. Help them to know that they are loved. It is in Jesus' name that we pray, amen, and thank God.